So you light bold red wine most of the time With notes of fig and raisin You like a cold brew and pitching horseshoes As the sun is fading You like football games and dishing out nicknames The Godfather's one and two But not so fast, we got a podcast We like that too we like that too. We like that too. We like that too. We like that too. Welcome back, Bon Vivants, to the We Like That Too podcast. I am Brad Jones. Joining me, of course, is the head Bon Vivant himself, Mr. Keith. Hello, Lee. everybody. Fun show today. Fun show today. Anything I'm going to be hungry this show. Yeah, I know. Well, I know how much you've eaten today. Well, I know, <laughs> so but I'm, I'm little, afraid my stomach may be growling just by the topics we're going to talk about. And well, then move your mic the up. The setting. and Move your mic up. We don't want to hear that. So. <laughs> we are not. We're not in the confines of the... We're not in the happy confines of the Bobby Vaughn International Media Center. Nope. My basement. We're back on the road. We are back on the road, and um, we're, in a, we're a fun... Yes, this is... For you, this is like being a bear in a cave. Yeah, I mean, you are a, you are the sushi king of well, I, I can eat a lot of it. Well, I know that. Given <laughs> who our guest is, you're the second sushi. Yeah, well, she's sushi. the sushi queen. That's, so that's right for sure. That's right. We are thrilled yes. to be able to sit down in her place. Yes. Gina Yu. Hi. Welcome to the show. Welcome, Gina. We're so glad to have you. And we are in Gina Yu's Asian Bistro. Asian Bistro, Columbia, one Missouri. The, uh, one of the finest uh, yeah. in in all of mid-Missouri, really. I can tell you, state. I eat sushi everywhere I travel. And I can tell you that Gina's sushi, I will put up against anyone, anywhere. Quality-wise, <laughs> creative-wise, uh, she does it right. And we're going to talk about some of the myths of sushi, and I hope she's going to dispel some of the myths of sushi uh, as we get into the program. Uh, but we are just excited to have you on the program today, and we know you've got a great story to tell, too. So we're excited to hear that. Welcome. Welcome. Thank you. I'm so honored. Really? Uh, uh, <laughs> well, no, you, you may need to raise your standards a little bit. I really feel bit. like I'm somebody. <laughs> you should be. You should, well, you you are. should be. You yeah. are. So... Um, we talked a little bit about the format of the show, and of course, um, we can't drink all show if we don't start early. This is a great point. So we're going to do our first, our one bottle review first, Gina, and you get to uh, drink along with us. And we want to hear your comments and reviews of this wine because you know your stuff, you know the culinary world, and I'm sure pairing wine is part of that. And the um, thing, yeah, Keith and I talked about this, Gina, and one of the things we really want to talk to you about is is wine pairings with. Asian food because mm-hmm. if you look at the breadth of Asian food, it's big. I mean, you've got from the ultra spicy and really robust to really light, you yeah, know, light kind yeah. of dishes mm-hmm. and stuff. So, trying well, to what what we wanted to pair. So, what I brought today. Yeah, tell us about it, Brad. Well, I bought I brought a uh, Tomasi. It is a Pinot Grigio. You know, this so, may be the first Pinot Grigio we've done on the show. I think it is really, and, and it kind yeah. of surprises me too because we. We often go in to Bar Vino, who, by the way, is our bottle sponsor. Bottle Downtown sponsor. beautiful Jefferson Matt City. Matt Green. All Thank of you very your much. beverage needs. Mm-hmm. Yes. So Matthew provides us uh, with our wines. And so – but yeah, I mean Pinot Gris, I think a lot of folks think is – 
pretty much for fish or lighter yeah chicken, uh, chicken fish lighter fish you know that that I myth think it's a has kind of been dispelled a while back there are, there are certain wines that pair well with certain foods but there's the the hardcore rules of white with fish and chicken red with this, red with white meat with that. Yeah. those have kind of been thrown out the, out the window you don't want your wine to overpower your food or vice versa. No, but you want it to go yeah, along. Yeah. And I think this is a really good go along. Kind right. of a, it's a, it's very light. Uh, Tell us about it. It's light. It is, uh, from Northern Italy. Ooh, I it love is, Italy. and it's not expensive. This is, um, this is like a 14, $16 bottle of wine. That's so always I mean, good. This isn't going to break the bank. Yeah. My favorite kind of wine is like Pinot Grigio especially it? Oh, well, Italian you very may, dry you may be uh, more well equipped and educated than we are on this <laughs> and the color of this is really light it's light yellow very light yeah, golden very, very light yeah. golden it's um, this was started by the um, the La Rossi family this is an mm. old Italian family uh, 1902 they started and here's the best part this is the part I loved about the story he now has nine great grandchildren that run the vineyard. Well, that's a family <laughs> business. So, yeah, like a lot of European families mm-hmm. that you know, they just they stick with the family business and they stick with it. I mean, through generation through generation. That re- usually speaks well for the end product too. When you when you're passing down traditions and uh, techniques and and viticulture that kind of thing. So, and of course, Tomasi is one of their lead uh, wines. But they've got several others, uh, as we know, of varietals in Italy that I can't pronounce and I've never heard of before in my life. There's over like 1,200 varietals oh, wow. in Italy. Yeah. So uh, we always kid about, you know, once you make this journey into, into wine, uh, if you want your mind blown, just start working on Italy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there's so many different ones. Somehow but, I kind of – Taste a little sweet note first. So you yeah, taste it. Try it. Try it. Yeah. And give it a and a note. Well, it's got a really clean, fresh note. Mm-hmm. It's got a very I mean, clean... uh, kind of like to me, some freshly mown hay. Mm-hmm. Maybe a little bit of um, not earthiness, but some herbaceousness. Mm-hmm. This has. What do you think, Gina? I mean, it's got just a little bit of. Uh... Yeah, for uh, Pinot Grigio from uh, Italy, I think uh, like just like I said, uh, has a little bit of sweet note first. And then there's like a little bit of sourness too, which is just like a crisp, like a sourness. Yeah. As in like Sauvignon Blanc. So a little almost um, citrus yeah, uh-huh, sour uh-huh, at the back, yeah, uh-huh, but I get uh-huh, it at the back yeah, of my uh-huh. tongue. I'm getting it, it as a tannic, and it dries mm-hmm. out. Yeah, yeah, it dries out at the back. It is sweet on the front, mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. it's uh, dry on the back, which is really nice. Mm-hmm. And it's only twelve percent. Um, it's uh, oh, well, we can drink two bottles then. Yeah, we can. <laughs> so <laughs> perfect. <laughs> Good point. But I do think, even though we're not pairing this with thing, I do think this would pair really nicely with sushi. Yeah, it does. Um, it does, and also, in other words, like it's really a patio pounder. You know, yes, like, we use that term down. all the time. Patio <laughs> pounder. Oh, we love patio pounders. Yeah. <laughs> so, so this came up the other day at a wine party I was at. Somebody used the term patio pounder, and the person who had provided this lovely uh, wine that we were drinking said, "Oh no, this is too expensive to be a patio pounder," and I'm like. I don't think price has anything to do with the yeah, whether right, it's a pa- uh-huh. patio pounder or not. Uh-huh. 
So I'm I'm calling the big bullshit on. That. No, I mean, you know, I think it's I think when you when we say patio pounder, we don't mean it's cheap. No, we yeah, don't mean exactly. it's inexpensive. Yeah. We just mean uh-huh. it's easy to, it's drink, easy to drink, especially yes, when it's warm uh-huh. and you got cool yeah. wine. So, well, this is a good time. I I, I really like this. I do too. It, I do it too. does have some citrus notes uh-huh. on it. It has some grassy notes uh-huh. on it to me. Again, you know, wine tastes different to different people. But, but you're going to get you that on a Pinot Gris. I, yeah. I think. I mean, you're going to get a I little bit of mineral depending on where yeah. you're right. getting it from um, it does it does not strike me as typically old world that you might think of as an italian wine if you put this in a blind tasting i don't know that i would choose it as old world mm. you might not because it's it does have a lot of fruit on the front yeah that, that's what i was thinking too like pinot gris i wouldn't put it as in like a pinot gris i wouldn't pick it if i what you think sauvignon blanc type yeah, or, yeah. Mm-hmm. Or sauvignon blanc okay. and- i gotta be honest i don't drink a lot of pinot grigio and it's not because i don't like it i just don't happen to have a lot of it and so i'll go in i'll go into barvino some nights and you just don't know what you really want to do you mm-hmm. know and yeah. they've got some good chilled already uh yeah. Pinot Grigios and i'll I'll drink a glass. I think I think it's always like really good to start. It's like a palate. Yeah. It's, it's kind very of a palate cleanser. Kind of, uh-huh. really exactly. It is a good palate uh-huh. cleanser. You kind of get it into it. So yeah. good segue though, because you know when we we talk a lot about food and wine, and you you correct me if I'm wrong, but I watch a lot of cooking shows and things mm-hmm. like that, and it seems like there is a at least a perception that that Asian food can be tough to pair wines with. Mm-hmm. It's challenging. Mm-hmm. It doesn't mean it can't be done, but it's not like steak and Cabernet mm-hmm. or, you know, mm-hmm. pasta and, mm-hmm. and that kind of thing. But tell me your experience. How do you approach pairing wine with your food? And we know you do sushi, but you do much more than that. You are, I'm going to, you tell me if I'm wrong, Asian fusion. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So what, how do you approach your food and, and pairing wine with it? I think at, in general, I think, uh, you know, opposites side of like a taste note is like actually attracted to each other. So like we, if we deal with a lot of spices, garlic is not spicy, but actually there's a kind of very sharp kind of taste to it. And then also there's a soy sauce, there are a lot of fermented kind of like sauce they were using. And those are really good with, uh, I think a Riesling. Mm-hmm. German Riesling is really is the best known as like really good pairing for Asian food, but not necessarily, you know, for me, I just I think that it's really better, you know, whatever you want to drink. You, what, feel you know like. what, whatever you like. Yeah, you know that's what I that's yes. why I rolled my eyes on the patio pounder thing. Uh-huh. Um, if I'm on the patio, uh-huh. whatever I'm pounding, I'm mm-hmm. liking. Yeah. So it's yeah. Yeah. it's the way it is. Let me well, uh, let me ask you this: What is predominantly sold here then at? At the restaurant, yeah. What's popular on your list? God, it's so it's hard. I am here every day, and uh, every day is so different. That sometimes, like, like we're looking at each other, like, "Are you kidding me? Why is it selling all over? <laughs> like, like all day long today? And then why is it the other one is not selling at all? Like, yeah. which is like really the best, not best item, best selling item yeah. normally. And then so things are really different every day. But we we sell a lot of sushi, and because we we serve it very, I think unique experience, definitely unique uh, experience. About seventy percent of my menus I created, so I have fun with it. Well, that's interesting. Yeah. You, you would I would I would have expected you to say, okay, without a doubt, this is this is the kind of wine that we sell most of here in the restaurant. Mm-hmm. But yeah. you're saying it goes 
it can be different from yeah. night to night. Mm-hmm. Night, night to night. I wonder well, how much like weather, climate. You know, if you're coming in from a hundred degrees mm-hmm. outside, you may want something different than middle of December when you're got to take your coat off and warm up a little bit. Well, you know? we we sell like uh, cocktails a lot extra too. Yeah, yeah. We we sell extra mojito. Oh. A lot, a lot, a lot of mojito. That's a, one of our best sell item, and in which we melt, muddle the mint like thoroughly, and then use the oil. The you know when you're um, pounding mint over sugar, mm-hmm. and it makes it like a really chut, make a chutney like oil right. with mm-hmm. a mint. Yeah, yeah. And then that creates a milkiness of the uh, mojito, okay. and that creates more f- uh, aroma. So actually, love, when you're I love when mojitos. You're, oh yeah, so I should make it for you. Like after this, you know I what? Lo- I like mojitos. I don't like to chew my drinks, so I like I don't like it when it's like got like a big salad in the bottom no, of no, the no. glass. No, no, no. There's no and salad. I, and all. I know I know there are ways to do it where it's uh-huh, not that, but uh-huh, I have had those, uh-huh, and it's uh-huh. like you're down to the bottom. And it's like <laughs> no, <laughs> no. True story. I'm gonna have to chew this <laughs> to get through it. The yeah. worst mojitos I ever had were down in Mexico. Uh-huh. You had this glob of slop. In the uh, bottom of the uh-huh. ga- glass, and it was like, I'll tell you what, my wife, Brenda, one afternoon said, I'm going to make mojitos. And she made simple syrup. Uh-huh. She did it all right. Uh-huh. And I'll be God, those were some of the best mojitos. Yeah. Oh, really? I, they they oh, were delicious. Uh-huh. I love it. Uh, top of the, you know who makes a pretty good mojito? The top of the Broadway uh, hotel oh, downtown. Yeah? Mm-hmm. Well, you need to come and have a, one of Gina's. Well, pretty I'll, I'll, but change I need the, I I'll change that today. All right. <laughs> I heard it. There we I was go. Witness. I'm, I'm, I love I'm all over that. I'm all well, over that. good call on the wine, Brad. And, <laughs> Thank uh, you. I did something right today. Tom, so. Tomasi. Tomasi is a popular Italian brand, not hard to find. Um, this is a, a value wine, very affordable, very accessible. Great flavor. I, I like really this. Like it. I like it. I could I could drink this. I can't believe you guys actually picked the Pinot Grigio today, it's like because that's my drink that I drink every. Well, day. you didn't know that. Hey, we're we're professionals, Jim. <laughs> we, this isn't our first rodeo. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so Gina, you give us a little background first, because I know you have a different background than mm-hmm. what you're doing now. Right. Yeah. Tell us what you started out doing. Where'd you grow up? First of all, uh, Taegu. South Korea, South so which Korea. is about like about four hours drive from Seoul, okay, south. And then I went to college in Seoul, uh, majored in piano and pipe organ. Yes, okay. And uh, so all my life, I learned how to uh, play piano, not anything else. I therefore I don't know how to. I really don't remember like much like playing outside or playing with dolls or anything like that. I play with piano all the so time. We're talking classical. So you're pretty classical performer. Pretty, pretty driven. Very, yeah. very. Not sure that I was driven. I, like I my mo- mother, least, mother was pretty <laughs> sure. At least you spent a lot of time doing it. Let's put it that way. You committed a lot of hours to it. Yes. Okay. Uh, at point, I, 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 my senior. I remember a senior of my uh, high school. I I played eleven hours every day. Oh my and then, gosh! And I go. I remember I I go to uh, I went to a chiropractor for once a week, maybe twice a week, and that was a really painful time. You know, yeah. I was going to say so. you must have forearms like Popeye. I mean, you know, <laughs> it's a lot of bag Yeah, that's a lot of posture um, problems. So, so what got you to the United States then? Uh, study abroad. I went to Indiana University, got accepted okay. there, and then I because I wanted. Actually, I just did uh, the. That's what she said. Uh, I was a uh, one of speaker of um, uh, their inaugural event. 
And I, t- I told everybody about it. I had, I kind of had an event of, with, uh, talking about my life in general. And, uh, I came to Indiana University to study abroad in a master program. Mm-hmm. And, uh, so it was 1993 to 95. Okay. So, okay. and then, and then I got married and I came over here because my ex went to a uh, school here. And then I raised the kids for 12 years and then, and then I wanted to have my own something adventure. I think I probably went crazy or something. Yeah. <laughs> so going and, crazy every once in a while is not a bad thing. And but, I, but well, tell us about then the transition then from music into, into food and your passion food, for food. Um, I always loved the food. I, my family is not a gourmet food cooking people yeah. like so there my mom has a nine siblings my dad has six and then they all always come over to our house and because we have like really big house and then we always have a party like party as in like you know i have drinking or anything sure. like that it was more like cooking right. a lot of cooking Fa- going family on. gatherings yeah. yeah a lot of lot a lot of them so at point that we we made when you making kimchi every year right sure. we made about twenty thousand head like do you know napa cabbage head yes, that's yes. a twenty thousand where'd you store it all uh, they all split they bring all that and the whole house just smells <laughs> like kimchi <laughs> Which is a unique and it's very, very unique. identifiable that's a, oh, smell. That's a, yeah. that's a that's a one every year event, and we love it. You know, with everybody, their husbands all come over like after their work, and then with kids, and we just explain kimchi to the uninitiated uh, of our bond vivants out there. Kimchi is like a lot of like misconception about kimchi, yeah. and then there's a, a lot of misconception about uh, sushi as well. Yeah, kimchi is pickled vegetable that's a it's not about napa cabbage it's not about spicy it's not about garlic it's not about anything else actually mm-hmm. it's not about fermented either oh, so it's uh-uh, not. no so it's kimchi is a pickled vegetable that's it it's not so fermented? and then there uh uh-uh, oh. no so there are, there, are, there are there are there are uh, kinds of kimchi that permented, yes. Okay. It's like, there, as a matter, matter of fact, that there are a lot of them. There's a, a um, kimchi museum in Korea, and then there is a 200 something different kinds of kimchi out there. Yeah. And so, whatever you're making kimchi, like pickle with, that's that's kimchi. So, and obviously, it's not fish. You know, it's a, it has yeah. to be a vegetable. Yeah. So, yeah, that's kimchi. It's it's being incorporated into the American palate, I think, mm-hmm. because of all the influences and people are using it now as a garnish and as a condiment right. and things yeah. like that. Yeah. I mean, uh, 40 years ago when I was in college, uh-huh. I had a friend who was who was married to a Korean and mm-hmm. she would make kimchi mm-hmm. in, the, in the home and we mm-hmm. were all just mm-hmm. like, we cannot come uh-huh, in there uh-huh, while you're uh-huh, making uh-huh, it because uh-huh. it was such a strong, strong. But aroma. Because of the fish, fish uh, sauce. Sure. But there are some kimchi, it got nothing to do with the fish sauce. Yeah. At all, but it was so. It was no pun intended. It was such a foreign mm-hmm. concept mm-hmm. to us, flavor wise, mm-hmm. aroma wise. Mm-hmm. And I think now, with it being oh, yeah. used in a lot of different uh-huh. things, Absolutely. it's becoming part of the, uh-huh. the just vernacular. like a sriracha. Like everybody yes, has a yes. sriracha, you know. Like yeah. so, it doesn't really matter. It's a stick. I'm pretty sure that CC Brule has a sriracha in their plate. Yeah, and, I mean, and, at some you know, point, cur- curries are kind of the same way. Yeah. Curries have become mm-hmm. those Middle Eastern flavors are mm-hmm. now becoming mm-hmm. incorporated mm-hmm. into the American mm-hmm. palate. 
which is good, I think. I mean, yeah, I, it, I, it makes it more fun sure. and it's more uh, live. I think yeah. so. Oh, the depth of, of flavor and all that kind of stuff is just, mm-hmm. yeah, it's not boring. No, a lot not of at layers all. there. Yeah, yeah, I can I can take any criticism, like you know, the Yelp or some shit like Google, whatever. <laughs> And the people are like, oh, you know, Gina used this and this and that. I was like, I, I take that, you know, to criticism. But there's a, if there was a guy, there was like, or a girl that's like saying that it's like, Gina used is boring. I was like, no, you, I think you must have went to some <laughs> wrong restaurant. Wrong, wrong restaurant. Not, not boring. Uh, yeah. No, I'm not boring. Yeah. You, know, you can say anything what you want, but yeah. I am not boring. So, so you develop an interest in cooking. When were you able to put that in practice? I thought about what do I want to do the rest of my life and making a career out of it. That was when I was 35-ish, and I was thinking about it. And then that's, like, last thing I want to do is, like, spending my time in the practice room. So, like, yeah. that's, piano that's, wasn't yes. it. <laughs> no, that scratched out, like, so long time ago. <laughs> and I, I guess I just burnt out. Maybe I am, I wasn't really good enough or so I went to uh, uni- uh, University of Missouri and uh, took a culinary art class, like mm-hmm. it's a senior class. And then uh, after that, um, I opened a restaurant. And, you know, actually a lot of people ask me, what should I do before I open a new restaurant? I open the restaurant. I want to open the restaurant. And then first of all, don't. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I, you know, my other, my real job is I, I work for NFIB and I'm the state director uh-huh. and I, I lobby for small business uh-huh. over at the Capitol yeah. building. So I've heard about every entrepreneurial story that, that, that there is, but you know, the one, the one overriding one is if you've got the passion to do it, it's what you're going to do. Mm-hmm. And I think you are a perfect example of the yeah. fact yeah. You were trained one way, mm-hmm. but your heart went another. Yep, yep. I actually I got yelled at when I was in school. You know, if I was in the kitchen, if I my mom caught me in the kitchen like doing something, and then she yelled at me like, you know, I have to go back to my practice room and this practice. So, but I always found that very interesting, very intriguing, and very, uh, I always wanted to do it. I love eating, obviously. So like, and I always wanted, and my dad actually kind of guy that always, he, he would drive like three hours to go somewhere. So there's a one, one day he pulled me out of school, high school, which is a big deal and pulled me out of school because he doesn't want to go himself and then so we went together this like three hour driving somewhere and then ate and then came back my mom found it out oh my god that was (laughs) (laughs) rage i mean that was just crazy but anyway was it worth it Oh, it was so much like for for us. Like it's yeah. so fun, so much fun. We go to we sneak. He always sneak me out like somewhere, <laughs> and a street vendor, and she would not like you know eat on the street, obviously. But you know he wouldn't mind. And he just loved like street food, and I yeah. love street food. That that matter of fact, and I really want to go to Hong Kong and. You know, oh, yeah. to try to different vendors and stuff. But that's one of my my bucket lists actually. Nice. So well, didn't you? Did I read? One of the articles that you won a cooking uh, contest yeah, uh-huh. in high school? Yeah, high school too. And how'd, then, how'd you keep that from mama? Oh, I'm sure that wouldn't have gone over no, well. I know, right? <laughs> it was just, uh, it's just like a really, like a fascinating thing about music and, you know, like, so when I, when I uh, brought my mom to here, I think three years after I opened the restaurant, 
And I got little event with my chef and, you know, like kind of nice event with my friends. And I want to make sure that they know that I am not alone here and, you know, make sure that I have a lot of supporters. And she, like, she wasn't still not really happy about it. She's still th- talking about, you know, going back to school and yeah. teaching and all that. It's like, that shit has been sailed for a while. <laughs> <laughs> I, but now I'm mom, right? So I, yeah. now I understand why, why she's talking sure. about. Yeah, who's looking after you? But, yeah. Yeah. So. But did you bring her around though, you think? Maybe. I don't think so. It's still this after three restaurants. They just just still talk about it. So Man, I'd have thought after you cook yeah. after you cook for her and she went. Well, so I don't the, know. She's pretty really, good. Really, I told her without. So what about the, all the education? You know, like just the money that she spent. I used to fly somewhere to get a lesson. It's just an insane amount of money that my parents actually spent on my education. I told her without that education, actually, I don't think this part. Is actually like I really learn about discipline first of all. Yeah, and I have to discipline myself to kind of get getting into something like this and then learn. And it's really is about making a harmony, like making a harmony with the ingredients and making a harmony with the notes. So it's a kind of same thing, nice. you know. So yeah. it just, like, just it takes like a different brain function, but actually is a kind of same thing. And I really it makes me feel so fascinated. So let's say, like a lot of the, a lot of times, like a lot of chefs like trying to, especially the one that I am hiring here. Like so, and I always tell, ask him, "What is your story? Like, what are you trying? There had got to be a main character." Just like a sonata, like you have a main me- melody, yeah. Mm-hmm. And and you know you start with the main melody, which is like five or six measures, and then at the end, sonata ends with the melody. You know, you go and then you feel, people feel very comfortable in that. Like I think, and then my my food, yes, it's a fusion. It's like strange, and it's like what is this? But you know, I don't want you to say what is. This? I I want you to say, oh my god, it's so good. And then, but at the same time, it's so comfortable, just like a comfort food. Well, in music, you have what a variation on a theme. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, like, like uh, horizontally, it it goes on the me- melody. Like, let's say a fugue, right? It's, each melody has their each line has melody, and then it vertically it makes harmony. Yeah, and it's sometimes off it, and sometimes together, and. And at the end, it's all harmony. And then when you're using like uh, fifth chord and seventh chord, and if you're using like ninth chord, every single code, you get confused. You know, you have to solve the code. You know, you have to go like going nuts with a chord, different chords and different melody. And then, and then at the end, you have to kind of settle with the, where you started from. You know, that's my, that's my food. Very interesting. Yeah, it is. I love the, I love the, uh, the way that, yeah, you approach creativity from a musical and a, and a culinary standpoint. That's, that's yeah. great. Um, I'm gonna see how I should ask this. You know, I described your cuisine as Asian fusion, but you know, what, what's the fusion part of it? What are you doing to bring other things in? Because it's, it is more creative than just your standard right. sushi bar. Right. So I don't, so I, I, I always think about where, like, origin of the words. Mm-hmm. So let's say kimchi, mm-hmm. you know, what, what kimchi means, right? And then what sushi means, what bibimbap means. 
like how that word is originated. Mm-hmm. So bibim, let's say bibimbap, like which is like one of the Korean traditional like food which we have, and we have a most controversial like hit, uh, uh, stories all over it. And I almost thought about changing the name, name, but I still kind of keep the name because that's what I think and what yeah. it stands for. Yeah. Bibim means mix. Bap means rice. It's okay. mixed with the rice. Anything like vegetable, meat, whatever. Okay. But people has like special thinking about the way that traditionally in Korea that they're everybody served. Right. Right. But I think back back in those days when I was in high school, I didn't know what avocado was. Yeah. California rolls were created in nineteen nineteen sixty. Uh, I think in nineteen sixties. Yeah, it was. Yeah. yeah, so it never was. So, it, so that means it's not sushi. It's still sushi because it's made with a sushi, a sushi rice. Right. And then now we have a broccoli here. We have a bell peppers. It's like all like in, like very nutritious vegetables mixed in with the rice and then protein. So bibimbap is the one thing that we eat on mostly lunchtime, and then with the rice and you know it's a complete. It says complete meal, meaning has uh, protein and vegetable and carb yeah. all in the same bowl. You yeah. mix it together and you eat it super fast. Yeah. And then that's what it is. And, um, so that's what, uh, we, we make a bibimbap. And then that's how I approach every time, like, and same thing with the sushi. Sushi is a vinegar rice. And then so why not put it in coconut, uh, flakes on top? And then why not we make a mango puree all over it? And then why not we make some nuts? Like toss it in, you know, cayenne peppers and make yeah. it spicy yeah. and put it on. So yeah. things like that. Okay. So great segue into myths about sushi. Mm-hmm. And I have to hand it to Brad. Brad has expanded his horizons a little bit and has started trying sushi. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, you think about it again, the American palate, mm-hmm. the, the, the traditional American mm-hmm. palate. It's much expanded now from what it was 20, 30 years mm-hmm. ago. But you, if you un, if you think you have the conception that sushi is raw fish, mm-hmm. well, sure, no. I'm going to be a little bit hesitant to eat raw mm-hmm. fish because mm-hmm. I've never eaten raw fish before. So, what are some of the biggest myths about sushi, and how we should overcome those myths? So, sushi, like for six months, we didn't even have a sushi part of my restaurant, my menu, and then. Like a lot of like, I think at those times were like everybody was kind of the sushi is getting popular in Colombia. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So in order to survive, what I'm what I'm facing, and I had to bring in sushi. So there is a myth about sushi is like everybody think that it's a raw fish. Actually, it's not. Sushi is a seasoned rice, su she's vinegared or seasoned. So sushi is a vinegar. Uh, Usually it's vinegar seed, rice, yeah, yeah. rice and salt yeah. and yeah. sugar. So, yeah. and uh, a lot of people think that's a raw fish, and which is not true at all. Anything you make it with vin- uh, sushi rice, it's a su- sushi. So just like a California roll. So, so whether it has fish in it. Whether fish, it's all about the rice. It's yeah. all about rice. You That's know, a major misconception. Uh-huh. Everybody right. thinks uh-huh. it's it's you know. In Hawaii, up. they do spam sushi. Uh-huh. You know, Masubi. they'll use yeah. yeah, they'll use spam sushi. I mean, no, whether you like spam or not is another. Actually, it looks mm-hmm. pretty good, but but sashimi mm-hmm. is raw fish. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, which I also like, but yeah, so, that's an acquired taste. So we call taste. it nigiri sushi 
kunkan sushi, hosomaki sushi, but we never say sashimi sushi because it got nothing to do with the rice. Right. Yeah. Right. So we, so a lot of people say that uh, shrimp tempura and you know cream cheese and you know coconut sh- coconut sugar those are not sushi, but actually it, it is sushi. You know, like so back in those days, let's say like just like a um, fashion, just like language, just like a culture, just like everything else, makeups and you know. I, and how we act and, you know, this like culture is like all changing, right? And then at the same time, food is changing yes, too. Yes. It's a, mm-hmm. So if you want something traditional, then, you know, what is exactly what you're looking for? Are you looking for 6th and 7th century sushi when, you know, we still is kind of very iffy? Like, so actually it started from 3rd and 4th century when uh, rice ball and put the fish on top and then they permented for a mu- three months mm-hmm. and then they get rid of the uh, uh, rice and then they eat the fish, right? So that's the 3rd century, how it started sushi from, which is like, Eastern Asian country somewhere. And yeah. then to 16th century where in Japan and then nigiri sushi is as big as uh, about your fist. Like, you know, you can cut it in five or six pieces. Yeah. That's nigiri. Wow. So now, uh, now that nigiri sushi is like very slend, like very slim, you know, like with a ri- really light it's a rice. Bite. Yeah. yeah. Very light, light rice and then very slim, long, you know, mm-hmm. so it's a, it's a, Style, it's changing. A trend, yeah. yes. Yeah, yeah. So just like that, and then um, people started putting in cream cheese, shrimp. T- not that I like enjoy. Is everybody's palate is different? Everybody's different. Yes. No, no. Yeah. I mean, you'll find you go to the south, you'll find like barbecue sushi. Mm-hmm. They're putting like pulled pork in sushi mm-hmm. now. Yeah, all sorts of things. Yeah, but it's a, their style, a, yeah. and it's a, I'm not judging or anything, you know. So, and a lot of people come in here, and then hey, hey, uh, oh, I don't like tuna. It's like. And I always say, have you had my tuna? I say, no. Okay, so how do you know that I'm my tuna? So let's say that you go to a Golden Corral, and not that I'm like, saying that Golden Corral is wrong or anything, but I say that I had a Golden Corral uh, steak, and then it was horrible, chewy. And I was like, go to a CC Broil, it's like, I don't want to have steak because it was horrible. Yeah. Like, that's stupid. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. But people do that. And yeah. so if you didn't have like a certain friend, like you can't say that. So you should try. Well, I for one love sushi. I can eat. You can you can eat a lot of sushi. It's a lot it's, of. It's a very healthy. It's very protein. light, but it's light. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, it's very light. Mm-hmm. How did you um? How did you hook up with the the guys at Backwater Jacks? And we're talking Bombay mm-hmm. Mods, uh, Lake, yeah, of Ozarks, Lake of the Ozarks, mm-hmm. and it is a. Uh, it's it's a swim up bar place mm-hmm. and it's gotten to be very it's very popular entertainment venue party but place. Yeah, I gotta tell you, it has also become the destination down there uh, to sit around the pool and eat, eat sushi and eat your sushi. <laughs> yeah, uh, and um, I am one of those. It's, I have no idea like how I hooked up with them, but <laughs> it's just if you want to talk about it, it's a gotta be another segment because <laughs> there are so I mean not. Seven years, I learned so much about it, and every single time, every year, I learn new things, and I kind of get get used to it, and then and then I, I find out another new things, and so it's 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 really has been fun. You know, it wasn't fun first. I started because I'm just I didn't know anything about Lake. And the volume over there is absolutely insane. Well, that's insane. what that, you know, Keith. That's what I was thinking too. How many? 
people down there that are not sushi eaters. Yeah. Maybe are because no, I agree. They, they've got their swimsuits on, yep. they're drinking a beer, and they're hungry, and yeah. they're like, I'm going to try that. And by the way, she's got that, and it looks really good. Yeah. I'm going to give that yeah. a shot. Mm-hmm. So yeah. you may be converting whether you know it or not down there. So, so. You, you talked about volume. Mm-hmm. All right. So here's another question I think people have in their minds. Where do you source your fish? How does it come to you? How do you keep it fresh? Because, you know, the telltale sign of a bad sushi place mm-hmm. is if you walk in and you smell fish. Oh, no. Yeah. Turn around and walk yeah. out. But we live in the middle of the country. Uh-huh. We are not near an ocean. And so tell the bon vivants out there, like, how does how does quality so sushi just like just like uh what I how I get fish, they they deliver because I have a buying power basically. Right. So and then they how much because their volume is just so great. Sure. sure. And then they deliver same day. So they okay. get it from fish from Chicago okay. and then they deliver it in the same day. How so does I it come to a, Chicago though? They 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 flew uh by airplane but it, to Chicago. Correct me if I'm wrong, but mm-hmm. isn't it flash frozen on the on the boats to get there, to? A salmon is not, so we freeze it. Like okay. we're legally, we're supposed to freeze it for right. 36 hours. Uh, it kills parasites uh-huh. for one thing. Yeah, but like you know, you see these like uh, deadliest catch, like mm-hmm. these big tuna mm-hmm. boats mm-hmm. and stuff. My understanding, mm-hmm. it's it's all flash frozen, mm-hmm. so it's just as. You know. Well, when we get it, it's a, it's a fresh. So I yeah. don't know, like it's kind of thawed in between the transferring, right. but you know that's how we get. Yeah, it's great fresh. quality. Yeah, yeah. yeah, you can get great quality Trans- sushi we, in the middle we, of the country. We get the best quality uh, on everything, so that you know. Hey, well, I the- can't. I can't let her leave until she yeah, she tells me. Uh, the story about the uh, South Korean Master Chef yes. competition. Uh, yes, yes. <laughs> that was, was top chef or Master Chef? It's or what Master was Chef. Okay. Yeah, okay. I was I was one of a uh, hundred finalists out of five thousand uh, contestants. Wow. Yeah, and then and then I learned that it was like a lot of part of like a show. Like, yeah. And I was getting closer to it, and then I my role was already. I feel like, I feel like I was, I was, my role was already decided. I think it, we're not actors or actress. Yeah. And then, so we don't know, like, if, like, let's say that they're asking me to, hey, yeah, play this role. Okay. There's no way that we can do that. Yeah. Right? So they create a situation and then put us in there. The people that who is closer to, like, whoever, you know, like, I think that that person can play that role. So my role was decided already. Oh, they never told me that, but that's how I felt. You yeah. know, there's no so, way out so of. So that's of, for the contestants that are on there. They mm-hmm. want, they want really specific kinds of people in each mm-hmm. of those. Mm-hmm. Roles. Well, you, you think about those reality type shows. There's always one villain. There's always yeah. somebody that nobody. Yeah. There's, some, there's somebody who's braggadocious uh-huh. and arrogant, uh-huh. and they're uh-huh. the arrogant one. Uh-huh. And there's somebody who's not confident but always does well. You know, they don't believe in themselves. You know, there's there are these roles. I get yeah, it. Yeah, I think that my role was like a bitch from America <laughs> or something. <laughs> And I just started like because it was the first MasterChef uh, event in South Korea, and every every contestant, I swear to God, every contestant's not wearing a makeup. First of all, second of all, they all wear white and then like all hair down, and you know it's really sad. And everybody has a 
some sort of a sad story. It's like a, a house uh, burned down, <laughs> a restaurant started falling apart, oh, and then gosh. brother got accident, and then he had, when he had a cancer, it was oh, just gosh. like like. <laughs> <story>. <laughs> It's not funny, but not laughing, yeah. at, not laughing at cancer. Uh, like, but it was just like you cannot even make that shit up. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then and it was like here I am, like I have a successful restaurant, and and then and then as soon as I got judged, then you know they started throwing out all these questions, like really provoked me. I'm like, what are you are you trying to? judging what i made or are you trying to judge me like am i the target here or what i mean i started feeling like so, so it was awkward. easy to play the bitch room america <laughs> <I> <laughs> they wouldn't assume you were qualified <laughs> oh that's great yep nope she's not bitching yeah let's let's poke her let's too successful, too successful, oh not that <laughs> I, I do. Before we move on to the the, the three top picks, and and I, I do want to ask you, what kind of trends are you seeing in the culinary world right now? Whether it pertains to your type of cuisine or where you want to go with it, or just overall in restaurants in general. Um, I I do uh, go like culinary. I don't know experience like a, tr- a trip to try different restaurants, trends and stuff. So, so well, let me tell you, maybe, maybe me, we should me, go me, together well, sometimes. Let, yeah. let, me, let, me, let me break in uh-huh. because Keith and I interviewed uh, one of the chefs down in Jefferson City, uh-huh. and um, he has done that. Uh-huh. And yeah. they have gone to India yeah. for some time. He spent some time in Mexico City mm-hmm. not too long ago. Mm-hmm. I think he's and, been to Hong Kong. I think and he Hong, goes to Hong Kong. Hong Kong or Bangkok, one or the other. It and was, they yeah, spend time with uh, – they've got this group and it's made up of uh, some – really high level caterers mm-hmm. i think one of the, like the number one caterer in las vegas and a bunch of other chefs and they go and i i gotta tell you what Gina, the stories he tells because i mean they just put on the dog for these people i mm-hmm. mean it's amazing the stories mm-hmm. he told mm-hmm. about the food and and you know going really deep down as mm-hmm. to watching them cook and being in the kitchen mm-hmm. with them and uh so maybe I should get you guys together. Maybe oh, you need, yeah. maybe you be need, fun. To, need to get yeah. on. Yeah. That. So I, I normally go to New York City. It's a not only trendy, but also it doesn't get too trendy. So Las Vegas, too trendy because it's, it has to have like, so one, one person, one restaurant has a rock shrimp, something. Everyone has a rock shrimp. Yeah. Like you just yeah. don't have your signature. So, yeah. Yeah. especially somebody like me that I want to try to put my, more my signature on rather than like what's going on out there. I right. want to create trend rather than, rather than following trend. Yeah. Does okay. it make sense? Well, well, here's some. I thought this is where Brad was going. Actually, you know, in in planning this trip that we're coming mm. up to, we're looking at restaurants and stuff. I've noticed that almost every restaurant we look into now has a chef's table mm-hmm. experience. Mm-hmm. Now, for the for the amateur home mm-hmm. cook mm-hmm. who mm-hmm. loves to do that and learns by watching and stuff, that's really attractive to mm-hmm. me. I don't know if that's a trend or not in the industry, um, but it's there. There is a, so I've done several uh, chefs' table, and I, before I do that, I do my Doro research because it's so expensive. It's, yeah, it's not you know, the cheap way not, to go. It's well, not it's, cheap it, way to go. No, at all. it's, ex- yeah. it's uh, expensive it's to expensive. participate. Uh-huh. I know that. So, so we um, checked into the one Emerald does down at. Oh yeah, uh, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And if you pair wine with well, it, it's oh, even more expensive. Yeah. Double uh-huh, the cost. Uh-huh. Yeah. 
Well, that's interesting. Um, but you're, so you're trying to create the trend. You're not trying to follow the trend. Yeah. yeah. So, and I, I always ask, like, you know, of course, like, it's for my restaurant, right? So I need to have, like, what general public wants. Yeah. So I, I ask either server or a manager, uh, kind of three to four questions. Like, so I order five or six dishes no matter where I go. And then I, before I go, I do, to thorough research. So any restaurants that like, did, I, it, I can actually like unique restaurants, yeah, yeah, uh, or good restaurants that people go to. So I go and I ask, like, so I pick maybe like a, you know, when I read a menu, like one one thing that I have, I one talent that I out of so many of them, <laughs> hard to pick, huh? Right. It ain't bragging if you can yeah. do it. <laughs> and um, when I read a menu, I can pictureize it. I can yeah. actually cook with it in my head. Oh, that's cool. So sometimes, like, so they explain it really well that there was a key ingredient and put it in there. And how did I do it? Like with the, so there was no way they're going to sear it because of all the ingredients that, that are there. And how did I poach it? Or like, I mean, like there's a, I have like a their curiosity, right? So, and then I always order this. I kind of wanted to answer for that. Like, yeah. how did I do that? Like, yeah. it's just not making any sense, actually. I kind of wanted to find out what's, what's going on. I can't help but that doesn't come somewhat from your musical training. I agree. <laughs> And uh, it's almost like the mind of a detective. Uh, you know what I mean? To uh-huh. break down the clues. Oh, oh and break to, down is the one thing that we, we train for. Oh, break yeah? down the, the chord, yeah. like music. We have to break that all, all melody to melody and like this way and that way. And we break down so much. Well, it sounds like that's what you're talking about yes, when you look at menus. Yes, that's what, that's yeah. what, what I've been trained. And then that's what exactly what I'm doing for, for my uh, food too. Nice. So, and then I asked him, like, what is the most popular thing? Because I want it in general mind, right? And what's the thing that you, your signature is on? Like only you can, you created uh, your restaurant. So your chef is created and only you. Yeah. Like, and then why? This is a Gina you. <laughs> this is a Gina you. If you go here, no, I, you're not going to see yeah, this down the street anywhere else. That's yeah. right. This is hers. This That's is great. Her, this is her well, you know, one thing uh, when we were talking about the Korean uh, Master Chef show, if if you ever wanted to find that, you know where you could find that, Brad? Uh, at your local library. <laughs> Good guess. No, actually, though, there you know. I think the first one is like I said. I was like one of a hundred, so I wasn't like really top. You know, like they kind of started filming it like fifteen or maybe twenty. So I was one segment. I know, I know for sure, I was one of like segment the first one. Yeah, and after that, I got cut because they. They piss me off. You don't want to piss me off. That's one thing. Remember yeah. that, Bobby Vance. You yes. don't want to piss Gina off. Don't piss off the American bitch. No, but, uh, you know, yeah. like, like <laughs> chef. But like any, uh, you know, any kind of video, uh, movies, documentaries, uh, television programs, foreign and domestic, that you want to try and find. Canopy is the program that the Missouri River Regional Library has. And with your library card, you can order these things and get them. And I'm sure Bon Vivant's in your area, your local library has the same type thing. So check out the Canopy system for um, ease and access to video, movies, documentaries, that kind of, that type of thing. And we appreciate the uh, Missouri River Regional Library for being a sponsor. So you might, Maybe you're a new cook. I bet you could go to the library. Oh, gosh. And- and uh, instructional stuff are you yeah, kidding how to stuff you uh, bet. yeah recipes all that kind of stuff I'm, i know you yeah. you can go to the library and do that all right thank you
All right. And now it's time for the El Bandito <laughs> Yankee Tequila. Three top picks. That's right. El Bandito Yankee Tequila is the official sponsor of the We Like That Too three top picks portion of the podcast. Tell the bomb vivants the top three reasons El Bandito Yankee is our choice when it comes to premium tequilas. Well, that's easy because first of all, it's made from only mature Blue Weber agave, traditionally crafted, so you know it's the real stuff. That's right, and it's also confirmed 100% additive-free. No added flavors, no chemicals. That's right. Just pure natural tequila goodness. But you know the best reason, Brad? What's that? It's the taste. Whether you're mixing it in your favorite cocktails or just sipping it straight. And whether it's Blanco or Reposado. El Bandito Yankee Tequila goes down nice and easy. You bet it does. And you know what the folks at El Bandito call that? It's criminally smooth. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's premium tequila at a palatable price. So ask for it wherever you buy your fine spirits. El Bandito Yankee Tequila. And now on to the three top picks. Here we go. Here we go. Three top picks this time because a lot of people still consider sushi exotic. I don't, but... Three top exotic foods, dishes that you've either had or would maybe like to try sometime or are afraid, deathly afraid of trying. That that would be me. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't. I had to think. Goat cheese. Brad is afraid of goat cheese. Really? Yeah, it's frightening. I don't 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 get into my no, my no, no. Uh, my food hang. Why yeah. why go cheese? Everybody has their. I just thing. don't like it. Yeah. Maybe it's just got a weird taste to it. I it just, has some uh, funk to it. I'm a little. I'm not as adventurous. What about with feta my cheese? cheese? No, that's even worse. I, uh, no, yeah. I hate feta cheese. Uh, so you don't like any chalky kind of? Yeah. Is it texture? Yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah I'm okay. a texture guy too. But you know that's why a lot of people are surprised that I like sushi because mm. they're like, you like it? I, mm. I can do it. I but he doesn't like marshmallows. No. Mm. <laughs> Me too. No marshmallows. You like marshmallows? No, no, sir. I don't like oranges. I don't like. I like orange flavor. I don't like the orange segment. I don't like that Mm. fleshy, Mm. which is kind of strange. All right, three, three peaches. How do you feel about peaches? If the fuzz is off of them, they're okay. But (laughs) (laughs) all right, stop. All right, Jim. Yeah, three top exotic. So we just go around one at a time. Give us one, and we'll go around the circle until we get all three. If you have honorable mentions, that's cool too. Your first, so I your pick fir- one. Yeah, yeah. What's your first top three exotic food? So one, I I went to one in California, uh, Iguana, no, like some Long Beach somewhere, and then there's a like Korean sushi place, like mm-hmm. just just sashimi place. It's not a sushi place; it's a sashimi. I guess like kind of seafood place. And then they say like they have like live uh, shrimp. I'm like live shrimp. Like, how did it? And it's like I was like kind of hesitant. It's like, oh, you should try it. This is really sweet. Like, you should try it. And then and it's like I was very literally hesitant because I don't like anything moving. And well, yeah. so like, she it's kind she, of like, a rule yeah, on my plate. Yeah. So and then and then like she brought she brought a bunch of like shrimps on the uh, platter, and then it was like kind of a little bit like moving. Right. It wasn't like 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 flying out of like plates no. or anything like that. They're moving. So and I was like, oh, you know, I don't want to, you know, do that. And then like, so how do you eat this? And you know, it's the head, tails, and head, and everything is on it. And then all of a sudden, she she came by and then grabbed by tail, yank it on the table. <laughs> it's like killing a so chicken. So it's not live when you eat it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like yank it on the table, knock them out. <laughs> and I, the whole time, I was like, 
holy shit like what's she doing and like so it, so i thought it was dead so i i it was actually it's passed out nah, not it, so not it's, not dead even it a headache partly yeah, dead yeah partially dead so she pulled peeled the whole the whole uh 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 Skin or the, the shell, shells, yeah, yeah. and then and then I put it in my mouth, and then the tail just started moving. Oh, oh no! Oh man! <laughs> I think we're done. So did you get it down or did I, you not? Did, I think could you, could you do it or like, not? It was a crew of people, so there was a kind of dare kind of thing. Like uh, you, you bite it, it's just on it. Right? And it was like, <laughs> obviously we're I drunk. No, I didn't. I didn't. I didn't spit it out. I thought that it was making more worse, so I didn't spit it out. I just kind of you needed. Swallowed. You needed was it, at least. Well, was it good? Yeah, it was good. Oh well. I, do I want to? Do I want to try it again? No. no, no. We needed four or five shots of El Bandito Yankee <laughs> That's tequila right. before you. Yeah, that. that sounds actually really good. Do. Maybe drowned it in El Bandito yeah. Yankee <laughs> before you. Live shrimp shooters, Mar- tequila, <laughs> tequila marinated live shrimp. Yeah. I think I, right. I'm not doing any after that one. That's, no, that, no, that's, that goes that's, right to the top that, of the mountain. You know, right there. talk about playing the home game. I think she, uh, she, she knocked she that out. She just of the park. figured it out okay. real quick. Well, my first one. Maybe people don't consider this exotic, but it was the first time I had it, and I've grown. I grew to love it immediately. And if you had asked me about it, I probably would have told you I never even put that in my mouth. Was is foie gras? Uh. I love foie gras. Uh huh. If it's cooked properly mm-hmm. and seared off and got a little, right. you know, uh-huh. little caramelization on the outside. And I'm not an I, awful O-F-F-A-L. Uh-huh. No, I don't eat guts. I'm not uh-huh. a gut eater uh-huh. usually. Uh-huh. So I'm a little surprised that I like foie gras, but I do. And my wife does too. So we uh, we like foie gras. But that's that's one of my – Brad's making a horrible face. Just, Have you ever had it? Yes. Have you? Yes. Did yes. you? Was it not prepared well? It comes from a body part that I don't think should be eaten. I don't well, think liver. Wait a minute. I don't give a shit. I don't care if it's chicken livers. I don't care if it's well, gonna shrimp say, livers or the, whatever. The rest of the world's going to disagree with you on yeah, that because don't, livers don't, eaten don't, all over the place. Don't go to China. In a lot of different places. Well, I mean, almost every culture uses the liver somehow. Yeah, we do. Yeah. I didn't say that they did. I get it. I don't like it any other way. I don't eat any other kind of liver, but I'll eat. Fat and goose liver all day long. When you can afford it, it's expensive too. Expensive. Yeah. yeah. All right, Mister Finicky. Here it comes. Um, so, I have something cultural, okay? Mm-hmm. And it it kind of brings out the differences that countries look at how they prepare things. Yeah. And so we were in England, and we went to this what I thought was a very nice restaurant, and so I ordered a steak. And so they brought out a plate, and in the middle of the plate, there was a piece of meat. There was nothing else. There was nothing around it, and it was a bad steak. Yeah. It wasn't. It was well, way cooked too long. Yeah. And I got to thinking, you know, you poor people have been putting up with this for a lot longer than we have in the United States. But it was just, it was just weird to me. And I said, uh, is this it? <laughs> yeah, right. It's just what you order. You know what do you want? You know, it's you got a steak. And I said, well, yeah, I, I, that's it. <laughs> Any taters or salad or a la carte, anything, baby. man? It was like, he goes, no, no, no. It's just a steak. The British have taken uh, 
They've gotten better. <laughs> they have, supposedly. Out of embarrassment, I supposedly, think, from people like think, me that uh, come and do podcasts and talk about it. I was going to say, was it boiled? Because usually they boil everything. <laughs> oh, no. It wasn't haggis. Yeah. But, I, I, think their, I think their cuisine is getting better. But, yeah, for our years, it's they were not known as the culinary capital of and, the world. And for that very reason. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. So anyway, All right. But that wasn't, Gina, that wasn't anything compared to, you know, slapping <laughs> shrimp against no, the table. No, I don't know that we'll... <laughs> You should have saved that one for you know they say save the best for last. You yeah. should have saved that one. For last. No, I don't know. Well, I don't know. Maybe we've got more to come. I don't know. My expectations right, now are pretty high. Um, uh, the, the best thing I ever created, I think, is a, it's a role. I don't think you you haven't had it. It's because pretty recent. Maybe I I created about five five years ago. Um, it's called Mother of Dragon. When is that Khaleesi was like the Game of Thrones oh, yeah. was Game like Thrones. really, really popular. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. With that, that's when it w- was actually created. Actually. Okay, so, so describe it. It's a spicy tuna main, okay. right? Okay. And the jalapenos, ca- uh, cucumber, light cucumber. So we use always very light cucumber. Yeah. And because it's a very watery, uh, like vegetable and it can be like taking over quite a bit, like yeah. because it's a small sushi roll, right? And, uh, cilantro in it. Of cilantro. Yeah. And then, uh, roll it and have, uh, avocado on top. Comes with a light, uh, wasabi mayo and sriracha dollop on it. And I will give you a, uh, lime juice, lime slice. Mm-hmm. So when you, when you have it, you put it on a lime juice mm-hmm. all over, fresh mm-hmm. lime juice over it. And then put pickled ginger. Put it on top. So it's, I love anything layers of flavor. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So sweet, when it comes down to like sweetness of that ginger and then kind of complex, right? And then, and then, and then of like that ginger, kind of bittery kind right, of ginger taste right, to it. Yeah. And then lime juice and then avocado and it pops it yeah, open. Acid, yeah. And then mm-hmm. with a jalapeno as in cilantro, it kind of makes so you've it got, together. You've got all of your, you've got Acid, mm-hmm. fat mm-hmm. with the avocado, mm-hmm. uh, heat with the, mm-hmm. the pepper and sriracha, mm-hmm. sweet with the ginger. ginger. Mm-hmm. So the reason that we're, nice. we're not giving, we're not doing it for you. So we, I, every, every single table I go over there when I see it, make sure that they do it right because yeah. you're basically creating two different roles. Like with, with it and without it is a big difference. So the reason why we're not doing it inside is because uh, we don't want to make it that the meantime, like we're waiting for other rolls are kind of ready. And in the meantime, the, uh, the lime juice is soaked in uh, avocado that, so I don't want to ha- I don't want you to have a uh, sour avocado. I yeah. want you to taste the lime juice lime. separately. Yes. yes. Yeah. And then that taste of ginger. And then that, so it's really, you can actually compare two, two different what time things. Is it? How long do I have to wait before I can order one of these? Things? <laughs> no, you don't have to wait. Well, I can make it for you. <laughs> All right, that sounds like great. That sounds, that sounds great. Good. My my second one is um, it comes from the sushi world, and I have tried it. It's uni. It's mm-hmm. sea urchin roe. Now, now uni worldwide and amongst the, the sushi world, and it is like a prized delicacy. And I cannot get around it. I don't like it. I, and, and it's a texture thing for mm-hmm. me. 
it gets in my mouth and I'm like, can't, I can't do it. And it may taste great. I don't know, but I've just it's never been sweet, able to. It's sweet, actually. Yeah. It's surprisingly sweet. Yeah. So it's a very, it, one is like very expensive. And then yeah. you don't want to have it somewhere like here, you know, because of the life of like uni is very limited. Yeah. And so, or else it has to be frozen. Yeah. And so they, a lot of restaurants in the middle, Midwest, like we use like, Frozen, it's like thawed, but it's a good one. Yeah, yeah. And fast freeze, so it, it, but still, when you have a fresh one, you you can't. There's no comparison. If I was on a coast somewhere, and maybe I might try it again, but yeah, mm-hmm. it's just uh, it's it's something that I've. I, well, if I'm gonna if I'm gonna eat sushi, I'm gonna eat something else that I know I like, and that one's never one that's struck my fancy. Mm-hmm. It even kind of looks kind of weird. It's actually the, and some people call it, it's actually the gonads of the sea urchin is what I understand. Like eating the sea urchin isn't weird enough, but you want to eat its organs. Some of the ways that Mm -hmm. it's presented, though, is cool because they'll like cut the sea urchin open and turn it upside down and you have like its little spiny bowl Mm -hmm. and stuff like that. So so presentation wise, it Mm -hmm. can be very creative. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) All righty then. You know, one of the things that you would never think that I would like, and I so I threw this one in there, was the very first time that uh, this mid-Missouri boy ate escargot. Mm. And I thought, kind of along the lines of what we just talked about. Yeah, yeah. Why would I eat that? Because, you know, <laughs> who decided it was a good idea? Kind of like the first person that ate a lobster. Who decided that cutting that thing open and eating it was a great idea? Or an oyster. Or an oyster. Or, yeah. An oyster again. Oh, look. Yeah, snot. this glob of snot looks really good. <laughs> I did <didn't laughs> eat it. Mm. I, I love oysters. But anyway, um, yeah, the first time I had uh, – yeah. So how would you have them prepared? How did well, you have it was them? the way they were prepared. And, and believe me, I didn't order them. Somebody ordered them and, and put one on my plate and said, yeah. there, eat this and shut up. So, yeah. but it had, you know, it had garlic and garlic it had butter and barter, yeah. butter and, yeah. it, and it was like traditional French. Oh, yeah. It's, if they're not are, overcooked, they're good. good. If, they, no, if they're, if they're overcooked, chewy. they turn into an eraser and it's just like yeah, chewy, really rubbery. Chewy. Yeah. No, yeah. these were, these were really, yeah, really good. Good, good escargots. But I know where I got to it be. too. I got it at La Berna Den oh, wow. in New York. So yeah. I figured they know how to cook. Eric Repair probably they're, knows how to prepare. They're kind of good on stuff. Escargot. Yeah. You know, they cook stuff. They no doubt. A, they make a mean the first time I The first time I ever had escargot, it wasn't escargot. They were, it was a seafood chowder, and there were snails in it, and they had overcooked. Mm-hmm. And the chowder was wonderful until you put one of those Ugh. in your mouth, and it was just like your jaw got tired uh, chewing uh, it. Uh, you, know, yeah. you know, it's interesting you mentioned that. I just thought of this. Because of that... I'm I'm kind of a big fan of mussels. I know you like mussels. Oh, I love mussels. I love, I love mussels. Yeah. yeah. And so I don't think if I hadn't had that experience, I'm not sure I would have tried the mussels. And mm. I really like. Well, you know, they're like not the, the most appealing looking thing. No, it's they not have a beautiful a strange thing. Texture, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. man, when they're prepared mm-hmm. properly and properly, they're yeah. fresh, mm-hmm. and yeah. little yeah. they're little, good. Little fresh butter. I'm pretty much do anything. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. I love yeah, butter, gar- butter, garlic, and white wine. You can't go wrong. Mm-hmm. Nope. Mm-hmm. Nope. Yeah. Thank yeah. you. So. Yep. All right, Gina. Number three. Number three. Or any other honorable mentions you want to throw in there? That's fine too. Well, like I, you know, there's a bunch of like stuff that I created. I really like, but is it, they're not really exotic. Like I think this is great. And the uh, one thing that actually exotic though, and uh, again, it's like a live anything live. <laughs> 
stuff. Are we gonna go with with climbing off the plate again? Yeah. Oh yeah, they they do actually. It was a live octopus. Oh, oh live octopus. Oh, oh yeah, live octopus. Oh. So you can't you can't imagine. So there's like. How long was it ago? Like, it's really long time ago. I think we were, it was like kind of university delegation in, in Korea. And then someone was a speaking, uh, it's like, it's a kind of podium. It's a really nice event, you know, like, and I was translating and then I was looking at, at the other side and this lady was like bringing all oh, this is a lady, five or six ladies are like bringing this tray of something. And I feel like it's, something is moving on the glass. <laughs> And I was like, "Oh shit, what is it?" Like, there's, but but I know, I know that there the the town is known for. It's like there's no way, you know, because it's a considering what's going on. You yeah, know, it's not yeah. like drinking place or yeah, you know, so anything like that. It was like, oh, event. a serious event. Yeah, and no way that and it's a bunch of Americans, right? Like, and there's no way that they could have like brought the. And then so the, she walks in, and then sure enough, it was just literally put it in right in the middle, in the round tray. And it was just crawling out everywhere. She ends up, she's like just picking it up and put it back in it. It's almost like. Stay, <laughs> Stay. Yeah. And then, and then, so it kind of dries out, right? Yeah. So because of their movements, it's a little bit slow. Oh my gosh. Kinda, and then, so as soon as I do that, and she picked it up by by head, and then started cutting it with the scissors. And it was just, just raining, like with all these broken like legs, and then like it's still moving out of like tray. Oh my god, that is crazy. <laughs> That's uh, delicate. I almost put octopus on my list because I can do it, we, but it's not wild it in, about like, it. So normally they, that's not how they serve it. So normally they put it and cut it there, and then there's a little uh, platter. You know, it's a kind of. I'm not saying that it's a really cheap, like, drinking place in Korea, like, so they love it, and then, and put in a sesame oil and salt and pepper in it, yeah. and then you put it in, all these, like, little legs are like, kind of moving. <laughs> I've never had it live. <laughs> and I'm, you know, I'm okay with the meat of the uh-huh. octopus, it's the little suckers, the little tentacles, uh, yeah? those, you know, I don't, you can, it's a, it's if you a, can cut a, those off and just serve it to me, you know, and I've seen them do the back of the knife uh-huh, to tenderize uh-huh, yeah, yeah, it and all uh-huh, that. Uh-huh. I'm okay with that. Uh-huh. I don't like those tentacles. I don't like those little well, suckers. So anything that reminds you that this came out of the ocean at some point? <laughs> Just, that's kind of what it does. I know, but it's a, it's a texture thing. I can feel those, you know, when uh-huh. you're chewing it, I can feel those. Uh, yeah. Of course, I've had people tell me, I can't believe that you love crawfish, and there's nothing. My last meal, if I was going to get croaked, would be about four pounds of fresh Louisiana cooked crawfish. Oh, really? Oh, I love and then, But you don't like the lobster? Oh, I love lobster. Oh, yeah. Love lobster. Oh, yeah. Oh. I, I like just I about any kind of seafood, but I uh-huh. really, really love my crawfish, especially in season, the big ones. The, the there are a lot of, oh, yeah. there are oh, a lot oh, of work. I haven't seen them. Uh, no. They're too much uh, yeah. work. I, I like them, but they're too much work mm. for a little bite. Too it's much it's work. like twist I, and I peel love, and all that kind of It's, it's yeah. the social oh, part of the I know, work I know. that's mm. the fun part. Oh, I do like, yeah. I like cracking crabs and doing that kind of stuff. Yeah. You got anything, Keith, that runs off the plate? I do not have anything live. <laughs> but my honorable mention is iguana. We had iguana when we were in Curacao. And you it, ate iguana? Yeah. Well, it wasn't live. It was fried. Uh, oh. Tastes like chicken. Oh, yeah? It does. I mean, it's true. Uh-huh. Um, 
but yeah, we had it's there's it's only one of the places one of the only places you can do it legally. I think is at least on Curacao is where we had talking it. about Iguana Lake. So whenever I I train servers and and I tell them, I always say like changing your color. So it's a, a chameleon. You become yeah. a chameleon based yeah. on your perform two hour performance. You get tipped. Yeah. So change your color based on who who they are. And yeah. And uh, so one day I got confused and it's like you know be a iguana. <laughs> <laughs> this guy was like so confused, and he was looking at me like, "Oh, you mean like have a big spiky head?" Yeah, and then he goes like, "Why would I want to be a iguana?" It's like, no, I, I actually it's a chameleon. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. Well, the, the, this was really pretty exotic, and because I like sashimi and stuff, I was willing to try it. But when we were in Norway, we had whale oh. whale meat, hmm. and it was it was it, it was cured. Oh, it was like lox. It oh, was like okay. a salt cured uh-huh, salmon. Uh-huh. Uh, so the texture was still kind of pretty raw, and it, the color was what threw me off as much. It was almost black. Oh, really? And I don't know what kind of whale it was, uh, yeah. but because of either the curing or the color of whale uh, meat, it was uh, kind of a very dark gray uh, black, yeah. and so it wasn't really very appetizing. Yeah. I, I got it down. It was okay. I didn't really feel the need for a second bite. It just didn't have... It was very, it was very oily and uh-huh. very fishy. I mean, it uh-huh. tasted fishy, uh-huh. Uh-huh. and I like fish. I'm okay. <laughs> it's like the, it's like the. Uh, it well, was definitely a, something like the, that requires like the Jim Gaffigan routine about. Yeah, do you have any fish that doesn't taste like fish? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think you like fish. Uh, yeah. Too fishy. So this, this was pretty fishy. This was, uh, and it may have been the oil. I don't uh-huh. know, but, uh-huh. hmm. but whale. It was pretty exotic. I thought. They eat some strange stuff up there in Nordic land. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they pull a lot of stuff out of the ocean and they eat some strange that, stuff. What, I don't remember what that that uh, that show was that they went and they buried that stuff and and it fermented and they kept it in the ground for I don't know how long. And when they opened it, about three people passed out. <laughs> <laughs> Just when, just from opening oh this thing. Oh my gosh. I mean literally. Now they, you're eat and it, they huh? open it and they're like, You're gonna eat that? Well yeah. yeah, we have something like that. Like it's called a honga. You know, it's a red is it direct uh a translation is like red fish. And they ferment it over like three months and it's it's really pungent. Yeah, like it's yeah. I don't know how how they actually ferment it, but it's a one of delicacy as well. So you, you actually can smell it. Have you ever had durian fruit? Or been no, around it? No, I never I never tried it. Because they say it it's smells, smells like, like decaying yeah, uh-huh, flesh. Uh-huh, uh-huh, oh, is that the uh-huh. one that they call the death fruit? Yes, the uh-huh, death fruit. Yeah, but people love it. But they say it I tastes know. great. But how, I know. How, how, you, you taste so much with your nose. How can that be? I don't know. I don't get it. Yeah. I don't yeah. get it either. My last one is real simple. And it's really funny that you mentioned it because it was something that I would love to do. I, I watched some of those travel shows and – the I love noodles. I I discriminate yeah, against uh-huh. no noodle. I uh-huh. love all kinds of noodles. Oh really? And so that the street, you know, some uh-huh, of the street uh-huh, food uh-huh. where they've got the the uh-huh, fires uh-huh, coming uh-huh, up uh-huh. and they got the big wok uh-huh. and they're throwing all the noodles in and they go uh-huh. and you put the uh-huh, fish in uh-huh. there. I've always wanted to do that, whether it's Hong Kong or uh-huh. yeah. wherever it might yeah. be. But yeah. um, I that, that would be. Amazing. Street foods are some of the best. I agree. Yeah. yeah. So I've, I've never done that, but that would be fun. Well, this was fun. I knew it would be. Gina, we cannot thank you enough for coming on the show and being with us. It was fun. Yeah. Well, I hope you had a good time. Yeah. Yeah. And Robbie hey, Vons, hey, hey, you know, one thing I want to ask yeah. you before we get, uh, she's got another restaurant 
here in yeah. Colombia. Yeah, yeah, I have uh, Labao, which is a oh ramen noodle. Yeah, yes, they have a ramen noodle and a steam bun. Tell, then, tell again, me about the steam bun because I I wrote it down and I thought this is my jam. This has got to be a Chinese steamed bun uh-huh. is what I've got. Yeah, and you, but you put all kinds of stuff. Yeah, in it, right? I yeah. put American. Co- so steam bun is like this, it, this. This is a story where I came from with my dad. Like loves street food. Like we love 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 street food. Street food. So we always sneak out and at night and when my mom is not around or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> It's like bad things. So, and steam bun is, so you put it, so it's almost like a sandwich. You know, you put whatever you want it and it becomes so whatever you want it, right? So, and uh, I put American comfort food in the Asian steam bun. It's a very spongy, steamy bun. It's yeah, sweet. Soft, really soft. Yeah. yeah. And it's not crunchy. Like It's very soft, very cushiony, like. And pull, then I put it in pork, a, like smoked pulled pull, pork. I pull, pull pork. Uh, steam buns I put, are very popular. Uh, pork belly. I put oh. fried chicken. You just hit him in the heart. Pork hit him in the heart. So oh. fried chicken. I put fried shrimp. We used to have a lobster salad, and then we put uh, bami. We uh, 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 the Philly cheese. Oh yeah, yeah. Cream cheese. And then, yeah. Philly cheese bun. Mm -hmm. And then we have a spam and egg. I haven't heard anything I wouldn't eat. No. I did have one other question, too. Do you still play at all? No. That's what I was going to ask you. You don't play at all? I last recital that I did was seven years ago. Well, I mean, even for pleasure. Just fun. I mean, just like, yeah. No. I, I, for pleasure, I cook. I understand, but I mean, yeah. I don't, I don't we mean, picked up on that. I, I guess I didn't mean performance or recital type stuff, but just for yourself, you know, just, it, you know. It's, it just really stressed me out. Yeah, like, I get it. So, because it's about, it's about perfection, like making a perfect. And I said, I think I, I, I didn't learn how to love music. I think it, later okay. on when I came to, I was, I was more like a trained to be machine rather than okay. like a love music. Yeah, I get it. Yeah. So I have a, I have a, uh, reporter asked me like, so uh, what is your hobby? And I really don't want to be a loser. So I just, <laughs> you know, like, because I have a restaurant, but I was like, yeah. my hobby is cooking. Like, I've, like, I can hands down it's a cooking. Yeah. I know for sure it's a cooking, but I don't want to say it. So I just keep thinking and keep thinking. I'm like, I tell you, <laughs> I don't know what to say. I really love to cook. Well, even if when I stress out, when I stress out, what I do, I'm making a food. Yeah. I'm making uh-huh. soup. I love making soup. Ah, that's an art. That's yeah, an art form. Yeah. Good soup. Yeah. yeah. Well, thank you again for being on the show. And, uh, Bob Devance, if you're ever in central Missouri and get a chance to try any of, uh, Gina's properties and, uh, restaurants, I highly recommend it. You will not be disappointed. And we will put, uh, yeah. we will put your links on yes. our website. Yeah. Okay, great. Yeah. And, yeah. uh, if you want to say nice things yeah. about us, fine. If not, it won't yeah. be a, a shock, you know. So. Well, and if you have events or anything special that's coming up, you know, yeah, or you're doing anything know. or opening anything new, let us know. I, we'll we'll I promote am, it. I really like I am really looking forward to this fall. I want to have like a, some sort of like regular uh, appreciation party. So because we just hit 16 birthday. Yeah. Congratulations. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Very good. So I feel so like 16 like sweet 16 party or yeah. something oh, that'd be so, fun. Cool. yeah so yeah. if you ever 
get to do it, then I'll definitely let you yeah, guys let us know. know. Yeah, let us know. Yeah, absolutely. And we might even attend. Yeah. Bobby Voss, as long as you don't have stuff that climbs off the off That's the plate. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Everything, everything must be dead. It must be dead. <laughs> <laughs> And Bobby right. Watts, you know, the one thing to take away from this uh, podcast, I hope, is be adventurous. Be adventurous in your eating and your drinking and your fun and arts and entertainment. And uh, go out there and try things you haven't tried before. So Absolutely. Great, yeah. great show, Keith. Yeah. Gina, Dr. thank you so thank much. You thank you. Yeah. All right, buddy. Bobby Watts. Thank you. Cheers. Cheers. We Like That Too is produced as a labor of love for the enjoyment of Bon Vivants everywhere. To get information about our bottles and links to our guests, go to our website, we like that podcast.com. Tune in to new episodes by subscribing on Apple, Spotify, and other popular streaming apps. Please remember to rate, review, and share. And be sure to follow us on Instagram and Facebook at We Like That Podcast. So, everybody, hey, remember the numbers one bottle, two good friends, and three top picks because we, we like, like that, that too. We like that too. We like that too. We like that too. We like that too.